This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Friday, May 27th, 2022. On today's episode of the show, I'm going to be talking about the latest film and TV news. My name is Ben Pearson. I'm an editor at SlashFilm.com. And yes, once again, it is just me today. It's a very, very busy day in the world of pop culture today. The first seven episodes of Stranger Things Season 4 are now streaming on Netflix. The first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi are now streaming on Disney+. Top Gun Maverick is finally in theaters after, what, 36 years, I think. And Star Wars Celebration is still going on. It's actively happening right now. So there's a lot going on in the world of movie and TV news. So I'm just going to run through a couple items, uh, news items, that don't have anything to do with Star Wars Celebration before we get into the Star Wars stuff. So first up, a Gran Turismo movie is in the works at Sony, and Neil Blomkamp, who directed District District 9 and um, Elysium and Chappie, is uh, being eyed to direct this film. Um, If you're saying to yourself, hey, wait a second, didn't you just mention Gran Turismo on the podcast yesterday? Yes, I did. And that was because a Gran Turismo television show was mentioned as being in development yesterday. It didn't have a streaming home yet. It still doesn't. But this movie is a separate project from that entirely, as far as we know. PlayStation Productions and Sony Pictures are teaming up on this. And uh, yeah, we don't really know anything about the the movie because there's not really much to know. Like, how do you even make a Gran Turismo movie? Because like I was saying yesterday, it's just a, a racing simulator game. Um, Neil Blomkamp is a guy who I would argue is like best known for the design work in his movies rather than like the quality of those movies. Uh, maybe District 9 is the exception of that uh, or to that, but that movie came out in what, 2008, 2009, I think. So it's been a long time since he's made a great movie, I think it would be fair to say. Um, so yeah, I guess like the design of the cars could be cool, but like I think Blomkamp's strength is like coming up with uh, interesting designs that we've never seen before, or at least riffing on familiar imagery and putting his own spin on it. I'm not sure if like creating new cars or something is going to sort of scratch that itch for the the Blomkamp faithful out there. Um, but again, the the Gran Turismo concept is so uh, fluid that it could really be pretty much anything. So there's like it's almost impossible to cast judgment on this movie beforehand or even talk about what it could be because the the playing field is so wide on that. So uh, we'll have to wait and see there. And then um, Jodie Foster is going to be starring in True Detective season four. That's a, a huge surprise announcement that came out yesterday. 
the synopsis for the new season, which is supposed to be called True Detective colon Night Country, uh, it sounds kind of interesting, so I'm going to read this here. Uh, quote, when the long winter night falls in Ennis, Alaska, the six men that operate the Salal Arctic Research Station vanish without a trace. To solve the case, detectives Liz Danvers and Evangeline Navarro will have to confront the darkness they carry in themselves and dig into the haunted truths that lie buried under the eternal ice. So True Detective Ice season, awesome. I'm totally down for that. Jodie Foster, of course, can handle the tone of a True Detective movie because she was in Silence of the Lambs and has played you know, an authority figure, a police officer type figure. I think she was an FBI agent technically in, uh, in Silence of the Lambs. Um, but uh, you know, the True Detective, the whole, the whole vibe of that show is like this dark, uh, procedural sort of crime drama that uh, has a a um, almost like a supernatural edge to it, a horror edge certainly. So uh, the idea that that she could be um, stepping into that world makes a lot of sense. So I'm, I'm excited to see who ends up being paired with her. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this news, but Issa Lopez, who directed Tigers Are Not Afraid, is going to be directing the first episode and executive producing i think the the and, and writing this new season and then barry jenkins who directed moonlight and if bill street could talk and a bunch of other things um is also on board as a, an executive producer here so that's a big change from the sort of behind the scenes creative team of what uh, previous seasons of true detective brought so we don't really know exactly when this is going to be coming out but uh, man, I'm, I'm excited to get back into this world. I, I think the show has never been as good as it was in season one. But um, yeah, Jodie Foster, she, you know, for somebody who has not really, um, she's, she's transitioned a lot behind the camera to, to direct a bunch of stuff in, the, in recent years and has not really been uh, at the forefront, out in front and, and uh, a big project in this way in quite some time. So I'm excited to see what they have in store. Okay, so let's get into the recap from Star Wars Celebration yesterday. So like I said, it's going on right now still, and, and I encourage you guys to stay tuned to Slash Film because we're going to have stuff being published all throughout the day. Uh, but I want to share a reaction from Peter Serretta, Brad Oman, and Brian Young, who does a lot of the, the Star Wars recap um, uh, episode recaps for us on Slash Film because they saw the two episode premiere of Obi-Wan Kenobi last night at, you know, very late at celebration and recorded a, a brief uh, audio snippet that they wanted to uh, play on the show. So here is their reaction to the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh my God, guys, we're at celebration. This is Peter Serretta. Bradford Oman, AKA Ethan Anderton. And Brian Young. We're usually across the planet, correctly, across, across the nation. Across the nation. And you're, you usually hear us on Slash Film Daily or read us on Slash Film. But we are here at Celebration. We just got out of this, the world premiere. Yeah, of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the new Disney Plus series. It's going live tonight at midnight Pacific time. Actually, 9 p.m. Oh, is it? Yeah, so we only got a two-hour lead. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay, so we wanted to give our brief reactions. Are we giving spoilers or is this like a reaction? Let's just keep it brief, non-spoilers. Okay. What did you think, Brad? Honestly, I, I think it's I think it's great. Uh, I think it does a lot of cool stuff. I, th I think it's darker than I was anticipating. Uh, Obi-Wan's in a really interesting place, as you've heard and seen in the trailers. And, uh, yeah, like it's just, man, there's some really cool stuff in here. And uh, we won't say anything about the plot, because the plot is kind of a big spoiler once you find out what yeah. happens. Um, but the, the first episode, they have been keeping a, the inciting incident of this all along, like, yeah. away from... So, you know, 
keep away from Twitter and stuff before watching it. Brian. Uh, you know, as a prequel fan, this pushed all of the right buttons to get me to cry, like, literally immediately. Like, right out of the gate, I'm like, oh no, they've gone there. And it's so well acted and well thought out, and the production design is incredible, and I think they've done something with the stagecraft that uh, Mandalorian hadn't quite figured out yet. Like, they made it a lot more seamless. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, and I, my hesitation all along, as you've heard on the podcast, has been, like, do we really need an Obi-Wan Kenobi show or movie? Is there a reason to do it? And I, I think after seeing these first two episodes, they, did a, they had a compelling reason that Obi-Wan would leave Tatooine. Yeah, they, they came up with pretty much the one good reason for <laughs> Obi-Wan The only good leave. reason. And they, they did an amazing job of incorporating it into the larger universe outside of what we've seen in the Star Wars movies. Yes. And they incorporated so much stuff from... The Rebels cartoon. I can't under I can't undersell enough how much the Rebels cartoon is going to add to your enjoyment to this. Not just the prequels too. I mean, like they're really weaving a complete tapestry here. Yeah, I, I feel like my only concern is there's some shades of the Mandalorian here in in terms of like what's going on. Uh, not to go into any of that further, but I'm, and also I'm, I'm I'm kind of bummed that we've seen a third of this. There's only four episodes left. It's a six-hour mini or six-episode miniseries, and I feel like I don't know. I, these first two episodes were so good, and I'm. I I'm, want more. Yeah, I want more. Like I tweeted, <laughs> I tweeted out like, forget the rest of Star Wars Celebration. I just want to watch this for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. I can't wait for all of you to see it, and for us to be able to t- talk about it. Spoiler: What are we yeah. gonna? Are we gonna do a podcast next week? Yeah, well, for the third episode at least, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll have to wrap up what we thought of this first two and then do the third episode. So if you aren't listening to Slash Film Daily, do that. And uh, where can we find more of your work? Uh, on Slash Film, I've been helping cover Celebration for Slash Film. You can find me on Twitter at SwankMotron. You can find me at Slash Film and uh, at Peter Serretta on all social media. And, and at Ethan underscore Anderton on Twitter and, of course, SlashFilm.com. And uh, we got plenty more Star Wars Celebration coverage coming, so stay tuned. Okay, so in addition to showing the premiere of Obi-Wan, uh, they also, uh, Lucasfilm also revealed that the John Watts Star Wars show that was announced in the Vanity Fair, um, I guess, cover story not too long ago, is going to be called Star Wars Skeleton Crew. And Jude Law is going to be starring in this. So uh, Skeleton Crew, despite Jude Law's, um, uh, I guess, appearance in this cast, Skeleton Crew is actually going to be uh, essentially the the Amblin-style coming-of-age adventure film kind of story that centers on a bunch of kids. I think they're going to be around 10 years old. And Dave Filoni, who's, I think, going to be executive producing this show, said, we really like the opportunity of using kids to give you a slightly different perspective on the Star Wars universe and uh, yeah, th- these kids I think are going to be relatively young. They get accidentally get lost in a galaxy uh, far, far away. And uh, I don't know if Jude Law is going to be like a sort of a child catcher type of character who's going to be coming after them or what his role in the show is going to be. But Skeleton Crew is going to be taking place on the timeline right around the same time as The Mandalorian and the Ahsoka show. So after the events of Return of the Jedi. Filoni also mentioned that, quote, it's all connected in weird ways. So I'm very curious to see what that 
what those connections are for this, because as I'm sure all the, the diehard Star Wars fans are. So elsewhere in Star Wars news, the folks at Lucasfilm debuted the trailer for Andor, which brings back Diego Luna as Cassian Andor. Um, I think we maybe, I th- yeah, this is actually the first teaser uh, for the show, the first official like teaser that shows a lot of footage anyway, um, which looks pretty good. We have a trailer breakdown on the site. I encourage you to check that out. Uh, so Andor is coming on August 31st. And the really interesting news aspect of this is that this prequel series is going to consist of two 12-episode seasons. The first 12 episodes, so season one, is going to cover one year in the storyline, and that's going to be set five years before the events of Rogue One, which is the movie where Cassian Andor showed up for the first time. And then season two is going to be another 12 episodes that takes place across four years leading up to the events of Rogue One. So that's a really fascinating storytelling choice, and I'm curious to see how Tony Gilroy, who's one of the executive producers on the project, and uh, the rest of the, the folks behind the show um, decide to uh, how, how to split that up and like what exactly, why this one year is so important and requires 12 episodes, why they didn't split that time a little bit more evenly across the, the storytelling here. So I'm um, yeah, really, really curious to see what happens there. So check out more about Andor at SlashFilm.com. And then aside from Andor and Star Wars Skeleton Crew and a bunch of stuff about Obi-Wan, they also, the folks at Lucasfilm, uh, debuted a trailer for Willow, which is the uh, long-awaited, I guess, uh, Disney Plus sequel series that brings back Warwick Davis and has several of the the, uh, returning characters and sort of returns everybody back to that fantasy world of the Ron Howard movie from the 80s. So you can check out the, the trailer on Slash Film. And then they also debuted the first look photo at Indiana Jones 5, which I was really hoping that they would reveal a title for this movie, but they did not do that. Uh, Harrison Ford came out and surprised the fans on the stage, so that had to be a pretty amazing thing. Uh, John Williams was there. It was his 90th birthday, and that was sort of celebrated on the stage as well, and um, Williams sort of led into this Indiana Jones presentation by uh, transitioning from playing the uh, Obi-Wan theme song, I believe it was, uh, for the, the new show, into playing the Indiana Jones theme song, the, the famous march from, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, and then Harrison Ford came out and sort of blew the audience's mind and uh, and paid homage to uh, John Williams. And um, the Lucasfilm team released this photo of Harrison Ford, uh, basically silhouette in a cave on a rickety-looking bridge, and it looks awesome. And I, I can't wait for Indiana Jones 5, even though I was burned, as were we all, by Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, James Mangold is directing um, Indiana Jones 5, and yeah, very, very curious, very definitely like pulling for that movie in a huge way. So uh, that's going to be all for us uh, today from Slash Film Daily. But like I said, there's a ton going on and definitely stay tuned this weekend as well. There's going to be more stuff on Slash Film from Star Wars Celebration. So don't miss any of that. You can find more about all the stories that we mentioned on today's show at SlashFilm.com and linked inside the show notes for this episode. Slash Film Daily is published every weekday, bringing the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps, and send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, and mailbag topics to us at peter at slashhome.com. Make sure to leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you all next week. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. 
and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.